We are a double act, double taking on consumer insights based on speculation. We bust buzzwords and unlock insights from the latest academic papers and thought pieces. Think Twice is a snackable strategy podcast for the wide community of strategists. Think twice, brief once. Hi guys, welcome to episode three. Today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of influencer marketing. Sorry, Perla's laughing those because my radiator <laughs> keeps making those noises. Sorry, today we're going to be discussing if influencer is a dirty word and then if it is a dirty word, how dirty does influencing work? <laughs> how dirty are we how getting, dirty? guys? How dirty are we getting? Um, we're going to be saying a lot of hashtag ad, hashtag spawn, because Perla just says that in her daily life and thinks it's normal. I like to pretend that I'm an influencer on my personal Instagram account. Guys, follow at Perla Blue. You are no. quite influ- like, you could be an influencer. I, I mean, if I had maybe more than 600 <laughs> followers, perhaps I could be, no, I, I'm definitely not. My content is not influencer content, that's offensive. Oh no, I think I was just being like, oh, we could be influencers if we wanted to be. I think if we paid for followers or like, I don't know, just gained more followers, maybe we could be. I think the point of being an influencer is that you actually influence more than like a few hundred people. Yeah, it's not that I think your content is influencing. <laughs> it's this getting really bitchy now. It's that I just think like, you know what the people want. I give them what and, they and want. And yeah. you can be like performative <laughs> on, I feel like you're quite performative online, which is a good thing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That sounds so funny. <laughs> you're performative. I'm online. a performer, guys. I'm a you performer. are a performer. Uh, yeah, I have heard that before, to be fair. <laughs> I have heard that before. That is something people say. Uh, no, um, what have I, what, what have you been up to, Ron? <laughs> what have I been up to? I actually went to an event yesterday for a client that I cannot name, which had Ooh. quite a few influencers there. Hashtag professional, hashtag not hashtag. an ad, hashtag not spawn. Hashtag not telling you the client. Oh my God, <laughs> well, I, I literally never asked, but you've told me three times now how you're not telling me. Sorry guys, I cannot tell she's, you. She's so actually not gonna name the client, it'll be in the notes. No, I'm joking, it won't be in the um, notes. But I, I, I was there and I was like, wow, this is this is like firstly really interesting for this podcast yeah and i timed it perfectly because it was yesterday what kind of stuff did you see there like you showed me these like this food layout yeah so it was mostly food influencers and it was just interesting how they created the event for influencers so they had like light boxes that you could place the food in to take pictures and also they're like all very obedient like they were there. Who's obedient? Influencers just like, they know their job. They know yeah, what to do. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there was just like trays of amazing food. Like there was like lovely, like plant-based food stuff. And I was looking at like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, gonna go get it. But there was like a full 10 minutes of people just taking pictures, oh. like camera eats first. And then I tried to like, um, make my own sort of food porn shot and I put it in the light box and it looked absolutely awful. It, you showed like, me it looked terrible. I love how you're getting like... your phone out as if everybody can <laughs> Guys, see Guys, let me just show you this photo. Yeah, it was, it, it's not nice. I'm no, gonna attach the photo. That looks hideous. It looks, and then I was like, wow, they have talent. <laughs> <laughs> they have talent, well, which I don't we'll, have. So we'll discuss this a bit um, further along the line. But, um, you know, is it, does it work when people do these laid out um, kind of food porn type stuff? Or is it more the authentic, I, I hate to say the, the term, like product placement-y stuff mm. in people's, inserted in people's real lives that work better? That's something we're going to be discussing basically later on according to your guys' questions. But um, should we first of all define what um, an influencer actually is? So the dictionary definition, actually it's been put in the dictionary really recently, um, the word influencer, which is interesting because it's honestly 
existed for ages. So now influencer is like a proper term. It's a proper term that people use. And it is a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or a service by promoting or recommending the items on social media. I was speaking to someone who works in influencing, (laughs) influencer marketing. Um, It's actually Alex Priest. I think I can name him if I'm like talking about his idea. Um, And he was saying how a lot of influencers... Ad spawn. Hashtag spawn. Hashtag spawn. Are now being called creators because influencer is actually a bit of a di- when you think of like it's influencer it's like oh it yeah. potentially like links to but then it's I also know, societal problems which are quite bad and he was like a lot of people want yeah. to be known as creators or actually he he uses the word people of influence so it okay. like, because people of influence could be anyone yeah like, people of influence could be like will smith because he's influential well it's interesting or, like should we go on to the first question because i think we do answer a lot of this yeah so at felix says do you think brands are wasting money on influencers and having them feature their products given the bad press and inauthenticity surrounding instagram content that's a really interesting question especially like the inauthenticity because we're definitely going to be speaking about authentic influencers versus inauthentic influencers yeah and what do you think the main thing around authenticity is like what do you think makes an influencer look inauthentic well, it's interesting when you were mentioning all the laid out stuff like it's it's when you can clearly see a photo is been has been orchestrated in order to um advertise a, a product that is automatically inauthentic in our brains we're like oh well that's not their real bedroom or that's not really their food they're not really eating that because well, it's laid out picture, neatly the picture you put on think twice was my real bedroom it's and, it's her act- and she's it looks, so proud of can that. i just say my yeah. bedroom looks it's the the fairy lights it's the polaroid pics such a mood and you've got a a good you've got a good level of plants i I just never thought my bedroom was that great i saw the photo and i was like my bedroom's sick we'll post it in the feed it's a great (laughs) pic but do you know what's actually really interesting and i didn't even know this but when we were kind of uh, researching for this episode um influencers have actually been around since well they were first recorded in the 1700s so um, someone called uh, Potter Josiah Wedgwood made a tea set for <laughs> Queen Charlotte um, to publicise himself as Potter to Her Maj- Majesty. So he gave her um, a tea set in order for her to be seen with the particular tea set so that he was he was being um, advertised. Yeah, I've heard of Wedgwood. That's like a famous sort of tea set. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't well, that like interesting? That... And stuff, yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a phenomenon that's existed for so long, but also it... This is my psychology degree coming out right now. This Go is on, like Perla. the first thing I thought of when I was thinking about influencers and why it works and why it kind of is aligned to our psychology is because of the social learning theory, which was um, uh, written by Bandura Ross and Ross. And it's like a really simple theory. It's basically that humans uh, learn behavior through modeling the behavior of other people. But mm-hmm. more specifically, it's people that have. Um, features or have um, things in their lives that they aspire to have so if they have power if they are famous or if they're rich we will automatically want to model their behavior it's a survival instinct it's environmental it's um, an evolutionary psychology psychological phenomenon Mm -hmm. like this you laughed at me about this but i also learned this is another one guys psychology is a really good degree you should really like unreal a lot of random you should all just go to uni now and study psychology a lot of of rats (laughs) procreating a lot of um, (laughs) sorry sorry um no 
And another thing that we learned in evolutionary psychology was about chimps. So chimps um, share a lot of, uh, I mean, like we basically evolved from chimps, I think everybody knows that. But um, they were kind of looking at chimps in Zambia quite recently in an experiment. And what they saw is that when one chimp wore a grass blade behind their ear, all the rest of the um, tribe or all the rest, what's a group of chimps called? Not a tribe of chimps. No, that's oh wrong. God, you're, you're putting me on the spot I'm with so the wrong sorry. kind of question. Ron, actually, was a zoologist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but basically, we'll put that in the notes. We'll put what that in a the group notes. Of chimps um, the, the rest of the chimps will basically copy that one chimp that has a blade of grass behind its ear because they are modelling that the, their behaviour. But is that because? Does that relate to like having a grass of a certain grass behind your ears? It's a fashion it's a, statement. That... It's a fashion statement. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, chimps but is that not like? Trends. Is that not? Does that not give them some sort of advantage? Like they why, copy that why chimp. Why do they copy it? Because that chimp um, is powerful, it survived. So like, that chimp is powerful and they have the grass behind their ear, therefore that... They want to copy it so, so that, that they product, also survive. The, like grass relates to their success, which is basically what we do on Instagram. It's almost like, okay, Instagram. yeah, so human beings, we follow the trends of a fashion icon because they are powerful, they're rich. Like So let's say like Victoria Beckham, for example, people copy her style because she's rich and she's successful therefore we want to model her behavior to somehow reach that um level of power I it's an like... unconscious thing like we're not like oh i really want to be like victoria it's not like that but, but then do you think there is an element of just so you like what victoria beckham wears and i do think there's an element of like oh i just like that style and but why like, do you like that style because she's influential and why think? is she because i just think i like it as like an art form i'd be like oh wow that's yeah. like an amazing shirt i like that but, why, but I if like i wore an amazing shirt you'd be like oh I'd yeah i'd be like perla i do not want to be <laughs> you and i do not like that shirt can i just say <laughs> you I'm are really, not an influencer. i am really successful can i just say, no i'm joking <laughs> i'm but so successful the reason why it's a subconscious thing you think it is just because um, you know, like, it's a nice shirt, but the reason that you want to copy hers rather than somebody on the street, for example, like, how rare is it that you'll go up to somebody on the street with an outfit you like? Well, I mean, I would do this, mm. but not a lot of people would. I think I do, actually. I think I'd see someone on the street and be like, that's, like, a cool pair of boots. Yeah. But, but I yeah. do think there is also an element of social influence and, yeah. and linking that to, like, an aspirational lifestyle. No, definitely. Um, but, like, that... I think to its core, there are psychological reasons. Why people also, influences. Yeah, and why evolution, um, evolution just dictates that we model people who have aspirational um, qualities about them so that we survive. It's an evolutionary thing. Mm. It's quite interesting what, where it actually comes from and why it's worked for so long and for hundreds and hundreds of years. I think the p potential reason why it's just a little bit dangerous now is because there's so many people trying to be aspirational and there's a lot of people who have have access to viewing these kind yeah. of people through digital platforms so there's just a lot more of it and it makes this whole world seem a bit fake so when of course I yeah. think when I'm like more anti-influencer it's not because I don't think it's like an efficient marketing channel like I completely get do you mean social media influencers yeah social yeah. media influencers it's it's more um what comes with it essentially I think I, yeah I think definitely. like a lot of like bad things have been discovered from this whole like influencer well, world let's we discuss maybe like uh, instagram as a channel like yeah let's do it. it like instagram 
is Instagram influencers are dirty because of the nature of Instagram. They're it, dirty. It, they're dirty. I know, I'm sorry. No, but Instagram by nature, that's a, a horrible term, mm. but it shows the highlights highlights of our lives. It's no longer people being papped in brands during the natural walk of life. It's inauthentic. Yeah. It's posed. And that's why I think people in the back of their minds know that what they're seeing is just a highlight reel of someone's life. Mm. That's why that in itself and Instagram as a, a separate, as, as a, the only channel that they're using influencers, yeah. it doesn't work as well. Not as much as when... And I think a lot of people are... are so you need to have the platforms have like brought out different functionalities to sort of track your own usage so you yeah. can like say like after 20 minutes i don't give me a notification i don't want to go on instagram oh god anymore. i, I think use that really and it just depresses me about how much i actually yeah go on social but i think media. it's interesting how the platforms are realizing people know about these damaging realizing effects things. they're yeah. realizing <laughs> things they're believing so that's things. a kylie jenner play <laughs> <laughs> and um they're they're doing things to combat that as well so i yeah. think that's definitely a positive i I personally know people who have just like disabled their account. I actually did disable my account. Well, I like, just desperately <laughs> wanted to tell everybody that she disabled it. Can I just say, she then started replying to my DMs um, on the Think Twice account. Yeah. At Think Twice podcast, by the way. I did disable it. my account for a whole like two weeks. I think it was. I about... know, it was also. <laughs> oh, God, so... It's about four days, wasn't it? And I you... found it really refreshing. Yeah, because also... you use Think Twice as your Instagram. Yeah, but account. then I was kind of. D- it just get, got to a point where I was like, what, like, this looking a lot of stories looking at like people I didn't really care about that much and I was like I don't actually need this I just disabled it what was the content that you were seeing making it was you more feel like bad. I was wasting my time a bit and I would look at stuff and I then forget that. it in the next second yeah. um so I think that could potentially be a like risk to the future that people are mm. decreasing their like social social media usage a bit more. I agree. Or, yeah. like, awareness of that is getting it becomes, stronger. It becomes like a hobby because you can easily sit there and go on Instagram and kind of go on and on and on and go through link through over to yeah. link to link to link and you're like, oh my god, I've actually spent two hours. And I just do on it when Instagram. I'm bored. Like if I'm if I'm not doing anything, then I'll go yeah. on it. I'll look at someone who like I'm not necessarily gonna see or like yeah. not close to. Um, so yeah, I just think that's like quite an interesting element of the influencer world. I think the main um, bit of the influencer world that's is the most sorry the most inauthentic uh, bit of the influencer world is the travel world. Is that that in itself has got so much bad press? So you get all of these influencers who are editing themselves onto different backgrounds in order to pretend that they've been to a destination, and like editing pic- out pictures of clouds and all of that. Those are the that's probably the so most. So how exposed. does that work? Like, that, how are they editing? So they edit take out clouds onto like pictures. They'll take out country. the clouds because it's uh, not picturesque. It, uh, it was actually a Forbes oh. report um, that said uh, that. Insta famous people portray perfect lives of 365 days travel a year. So they also kind of make out that they're traveling all year round. This is going to be you when you go traveling. Hey, I'm going to have some killer content, but. <laughs> you need to like download all the editing apps before you go away. <laughs> I don't edit my pictures. I'm scared if I do that and I go missing, no one But I really want you to like go traveling and become a full travel influencer. I think that would just be. Do you know I think what? it'd be really I will... fun. I'd follow it. I think I, I will try. But I think, sorry, just to go back to the question, like why are brands spending money even though it's inauthentic? We need to actually kind of go back and retrace like what is the ROI? What are people, um, are people earning money from this? Are brands earning mm-hmm. money from this? 
um, why are brands still in investing in influencers? And we actually uh, found a McKinsey report, uh, getting a sharper picture of social media's influence, it's a 2015 report. Um, they asked 20,000 European consumers across 30 product areas and more than 100 brands. And um, they asked them how much, what was the impact of social media on their buying decisions? And it was greater than previously estimated and growing fast. But still, this isn't an actual number, is mm-hmm. it? We want to actually quantify it. But it's hard because they're asking people if they consciously were, um, uh, what's it called, impacted by yeah. by social media. But it, a lot of it's subconscious. A lot of it's like an Yeah, a lot of it thing. is not like, oh, you'd buy something off the back of it. But there's like more awareness, potentially like more consideration for a brand after seeing that content. They, well, they actually found, especially in the fashion industry, that 5% of recommenders accounted for 45% of social influence generated and recommenders are those power influencers which is really interesting but it also doesn't work across the board so it's not just that you know social media influencers um, work for every single consumer what we found what I'm um, sorry it says in the McKinsey report is that um, it works best for consumers who use so- search engines to gain initial knowledge of a product so they already kind of know about the product before they're being influenced on social media so what social media influencers do is mediate that um, journey mm-hmm. from looking up the product knowing what the product is to actually buying that product and actually it's tv advertising which is better at um uh like awareness yes making people initially aware yeah so you'd say it's better to for example if you had like asos had a tv ad yeah and then you'd like consider buying a certain clothes that you've already searched for it mm-hmm. and then you see like your favorite influencer with that dress because it's like really effective in fashion yeah. that's like the perfect recipe but it's probably unconscious because think about how many things that you're searching every single day and how many products you're actually aware of and how many brands you're aware of as well i don't even think that mckinsey report can be that uh accurate really mm. this is th- those are just people that are conscious of what they're of what they're, what they're looking influenced at. by no one really knows exactly what they're influenced by because a lot of it is subconscious so it's quite hard to quantify but however what we can conclude is brands are spending money on it because it it works and it yeah. abides by to uh the psychological theory of modeling people like to model behavior of people that they aspire to be and i think the ethical reasons against it is something that the platforms have to deal with a hundred percent and if it's still like an efficient marketing well, channel for brands then they're obviously going to carry on with it um so this leads us on to the second question so anley asked a very long question so we're gonna cut it in half so anley coyer is it ethical that younger, more impressionable followers might aspire to look like them. And this is like when we posted the mm-hmm. picture of an AI influencer. I mean, I think it's interesting. Should we run through like a bit about what yeah. an AI influencer is? And we'll be, talk about um, inspiring to, aspiring to look like AI influencers and mm. influencers in general. We'll go, we'll go on to um, specific AI influencers in the future of um, influencers a little bit later on with the third question. but. Um, at the moment, I think the influencer world is kind of being um, controlled by the Kardashians of the world, wouldn't you think? Um, the Moju statistics report showed that Kim Kardashian's main audience is uh, is 40, 40% of her audience are um, 18 to 24 year old females. 
so they're quite an impressionable yeah. and they, audience. And they do promote things like like diet powders and That's, things, yeah, cl- things that Kardashian. aren't actually regulated. It, it is really damaging. Um, so I think it completely depends on what you're promoting and if you do actually believe in it. Yeah. But if, if it is something that I really doubt that the Kardashians actually have these diet pills well, that they're promoting. That so that is that is wrong. So that is unfair. Well, not hilarious. So that's what's so ridiculously bizarre is the fact that the Kardashians are famous because they have literally shown us their entire lives. So yeah. we know that they have uh, a chef. We know that they've got um, a PT and they exercise and they've got the time to exercise twice a day. So we know that Khloe Kardashian has not got her body because of these diet pills. Oh, not to God, mention they the exercise surgery. twice a day. Do you not watch Keeping Up with Kardashians? Um, I always see them doing that, like group, like Courtney Kardashian doing the group exercise outside with her sister. I didn't know it was twice a day. I'd be absolutely exhausted. Do you not find it interesting um, that, like, despite it being so obviously fake and her so obviously not using mm. these dietes, it, they're still influential. That, that's what I think about the whole platforms and like everything in general. Like, I think. Yeah. You, you look at someone and it's like this is literally like 0.005% of what's going on in their life. Of course. And like even with like friends like you know such a, like a deep I don't know history. Yeah it's a highlight also, reel. Yeah 100%. and I think that's, that's what makes it more damaging and as long as like people raise awareness for like especially more young impressionable people this is it is quite fake and like you don't actually know what's it's going on someone's life by yeah. what they're saying online and I think it's fine I think it's just when people aren't aware I think us it's as, not real because we're not um, Gen Z love Gen Z because we're not um, as impressionable as younger people I think we forget that although we take take um, the, the mickey of people like influencing and saying that it's fake and whatnot. I don't think it's always obvious yeah, to younger people. And I think we're forgetting the, the infamous, sorry, do you remember when Kylie Jenner said she was so over Snapchat, over Twitter? Mm. Um, so the BBC um, news report um, showed uh, revealed that um, Snapchat actually lost one billion pounds in just one day. I remember after when she that happened. That, I, found it, that. I found it just like quite sad. I felt really bad for it's Snapchat. So <laughs> it's so sad that it's unbelievable that this 22 year old girl has so much influence. But that also shows the power. Yeah, of she's got responsibility. Well. She's got a huge responsibility. Like one, one line costs yeah. like a hundred, like so a billion seeing, pounds for a company. We're seeing that one line has that much influence. Of course, the, these dietees and these pictures are influencing these young people, and yeah, it is so unethical. But yeah, I think they're doing a lot more to combat that. So I saw a BBC article on them banning like three ads which had like yeah. Georgia from Love Island on it. Oh, I think really? like Katie Price, yeah. Like their ads got taken down because of a um I think it was like Boombox or Oh wow, um, I didn't know that. A product called like Boom which was like related to getting like flat stomachs, etc. So Oh my god. It's so it's going in the right direction. But yes, I do I think, think it's damaging. More. And it's also um it's Instagram's responsibility to make sure yeah, that Yeah, I think it's definitely just... I don't I I think it's definitely the responsibility of the platforms. Yeah, well... To, also, like, platforms like TikTok, it's, like, influencing in, like, kind oh, of a different way. Yeah. So, like, a lot... 
a lot of people are like more performative on it for example oh it's, it's definitely my kind <laughs> it's of like it's your bag yeah go with your film <laughs> no my, my little cousin has made me do a same does she have tiktok yeah she's got so the, the, she's they're even younger she's 11 there. years old she's got tiktok and she um like loves to make me dance in them and like yeah. we do it together but i saw it and like i saw her feed and and what she actually's got access to and yeah she she has access to a lot of influencer content at even mm. her young age but then i think I think it's in their interest, in the platform's interest, because they're only going to be super successful if they regulate things like that. Like brands aren't want don't want to go on TikTok because of brand safety reasons. So oh, they're really? like, there's so many young kids on there. Yeah, you need to make sure that the content is safe for us to come on there. So in a way, I think brands are also pushing the platforms to be more safe in that way. Yeah. 100%. Well, even scarier. So we're going to get on to at Freddy the Dutch Pugs. <laughs> which, is, which is a dog dog influencer account, which has asked us a question, it by the way. Really, yeah, that's what's so ironic. It's so like Inception, like an influencer's yeah. asking us. I really liked her punny question. It's a, it's a, yeah, so it's a dog influencer account called at Freddy the Dutch Pug. And she said, what do you think about macro and micro influencers versus the big dogs? What so a great I, pun. A great, great pun. Thanks, Freddy the Pug. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, well, my opinion on on this is um, influence is dictated by how much an audience aspires to have what the influencer has because of what we've seen previously with the psychological yeah. theory and all of that. And actually what's starting to happen is CGI ambassadors are being created. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is just scary. Like a Vox report um, basically revealed that the term is called uncanny valley. So the reason we feel uncomfortable about it, uncomfortable about it, is because it, it's a feeling of discomfort um, we're experiencing when something close enough, it, something is close enough to human looking and seeming to trick our brains, um, but then we can't be fully fooled. Like we know that it's fake, even though we're being tricked. I also think there's an element of them being quite influential at the moment because you kind of want to go on their page and see how real it looks. Like I was looking at the, I was yeah. looking at like Shudu's page because I was like, ooh, wow, she looks so human. I, I, but maybe if that becomes just like more of a thing, people won't be yeah. as interested and they would I'm hoping that people will prefer the like human emotional aspect 100%. of influencing more than the robots. Well I think um well market marketing interactive uh, report basically said that um it's it's because of the efficiency of of the CGI models they're mm-hmm. being created by people and they're and they're not messing up so they don't have they're not having to do this crisis management you know like when a celebrity really messes up is photographed drunk somewhere yeah. and they therefore make the brand look awful yeah, it's so easy they for brands do they don't have to invite them to an event they don't have to feed them no. they don't have to deal with like something going wrong in their personal life and then it affecting their brand like it's literally so easy for them I do think, but i do think yeah. like there is an element of people knowing that's so fake so potentially yeah. it wouldn't influence you as much as a, n- a real person because you identify more with that real person but, but this then, is did why... you see that like, she do um sponsoring the e baftas for example no i didn't so she sponsored basically the BAFTAs for, or she was the partnership with EE. And yeah. she was like on the red carpet, she was like recommending 
um, different outfits and stuff. And it's like, well, this wow. is the way the world going. And I think that was like a year or so ago. So I don't think, we, I think yeah. people are just gonna utilize these CGI I think avatars more. For me, Lil Michaela is the most disturbing <laughs> one. Lil Michaela. I like her Michaela. name. No, I saw her actually. I saw her. I didn't see her. She's <laughs> I saw literally her in the flesh. Fu- I'm being fooled by a robot. No, I um, I saw her account literally like a year and a half, two years ago, and it was before any of the CGI stuff was really being spoken about. She had like a, hun- a couple of hundred thousand followers, but I-, I could tell she was fake. She she doesn't look real. She looks mm. like she's been created by CGI. So then when I saw articles quite recently about her, I was quite shocked, and I like went back onto the the account. And the reason why she's so influential, so she's also she's been in like huge campaigns like yeah, she's been Klein. like on the cover of fashion magazines as well. Hasn't she, she was um, didn't she kiss Bella Hadid? Yeah, that's a whole other other story. That's okay. like let's not get into awful. that right now. Yeah, she she did. So she's she's not only like has a perfect life and whatnot. She's also interacting with really high profile supermodels, basically. Also, there is that ethical concern of like someone who is creating the CGI avatar is defining what they think this aspirational life or aspirational person should look like, like in terms of like what their sad. race, what their race should be, what they what they do with that their friends. Race, yeah. And, yeah. So that her that there is that like tokenism aspect of it, like of oh, creating someone Asian or someone black because of diversity yeah. and modeling and taking away from and all, yeah yeah taking job, jobs, from, jobs away. from women who would do like those modeling jobs and also i don't know there's more of like a robotic element to it now like you can't have those but emotional like edit seen... breakdowns on a shoot that a normal model would do but you know what's really disturbing they've actually um kind of uh copied that for lil michaela so lil michaela I don't know if do you know that she like came out as a ro- robot? Oh my god, it's just so good. What so do they have like coming out? No, no, no. So but, she like, wrote a post. So basically, the way they've done her story. Is... Did everyone think she was real? Um, everyone questioned if she was real. So it was there were lots of comments. It's on really pictures. clever, to be fair. Like, is this person real? It doesn't look like she's I real. I feel like she's we need perfect. to do something like this. Like yeah. just create a robot and be well, like, create she, loads of hype um, around it. She came out basically and she, oh, I hate the term came out, but I don't know what, how, what the term is for when somebody realises they're a robot and then puts it on their Instagram, but she came out as a robot. Mm. And then she actually said like, guys, I didn't know I was a robot, but my creators have now informed me and I'm so upset. I need to be alone right now. So wow. they actually made this bit of vul- vulnerability. It's manipulative, yeah. though. But that—that's the whole thing around influencers. A lot of them have that stage vulnerability. So the post yeah. we put on Think Twice about staging a motorcycle accident, people actually feel like they have to create these things Vulnerable. that have gone wrong and wrong in their life to be more likable and to create empathy with it's them. Another dimension of yeah Instagram influence. So it's like oh, it's kind of like the oh. Uh, you know when you see influencers saying like, oh, I don't have like any makeup on, and this is like how bad my no skin makeup looks. selfie. But um, um, Lil Michaela's gone even that a, a little bit further in her high snobiety and um, covers a cover story. She said, I think people feel a little vulnerable in general right now. They have a lot of frustration and need something to target it, it at. Usually it's something that they don't understand, so I try not to let it get to me too much because it's a symptom of people trying to digest all of the change happening every day. It's so interesting because some someone is writing this and just literally knows the formula of creating an influencer. And, and making, and, but you know what, it, it's working. She, yeah. she has closed 125 million investment around her. She's so successful and that's what's scary. Like, as long as people are authentic in who they are and as long as they are, um, 
they have qualities about them that people actually want to have, they can influence. But you could, how ar- simple you we could are argue humans. that we don't, you know she's not authentic. And yet like, still so you're still watching it. So is it actually authenticity or is it is it the performance of it? Like, do we just like to see what well, she's going to do next? Like the same as Kardashians, you probably know it's, it's not authentic. It's the same as going to the theatre. Yeah, it's just a performance. Yeah, but you still, it still touches you. It yeah, doesn't exactly. It doesn't so matter. perhaps, like everyone does talk about the authenticity around it, but you know these CGI avatars aren't authentic and we're still intrigued by them, possibly because they're robots, but, you, but also because the story's <laughs> quite compelling. Of course, like it's like Titanic, sorry, Rose and Jack are not really in love. They didn't really die in the Titanic, but you still feel, you still cry. I'm sorry, people didn't know that wasn't real. But people still cry at the film because even though you know it's a performance, it touches you because even people acting authentic tricks your brain into thinking it's authentic. And that's why we're so troubled by these robots because they are touching us in terms of Sorry, I always do something like that on a podcast. I don't know why I do that. I'm so I, sorry. You said the touch, touching, and then I was like, I'll let that one slide, <laughs> but I could not let that slide. I'm really I'm sorry. sorry. I think, let's um, conclude. Do we think that, Is, would you use influencers strategy in your briefing? Like, would you um, recommend that people, that brands spend money on influencers? And then if so, what kind of influencers do you believe um, in these CGI? Yeah, I definitely like would not, and would never rule it out. I think it depends what it is for example like even for like a sustainability brand i think it could be or like a governmental brand which is like i think it could be a really good idea for um a brand which wants to get quite niche on a particular topic to partner with an influencer um i think the issues around it that we flagged haven't been from a brand perspective it's been more like a societal thing yeah don't you think 100 percent. i i also think ai influencers depends on the quality or the advancement of technology and i think we're going to be seeing a lot more of them i don't necessarily think that it won't work i think actually brands especially bigger brands should be thinking about investing in these cgi and ambassadors because they're able more and more to mimic real people and they are more they're more efficient yeah, and they don't really have to interesting. do I wanna, I want to see what happens. So like, it, it is a controversial opinion, but I actually do think that I would recommend in my briefs to include influencer work because of the social modelling theory and also because um, more and more it's becoming more efficient to do so with these CGI um, influencers. So I do think that they'd be missing a trick if they didn't. Yeah, definitely. So do we think also, is influencer a dirty word? I think for me, yes, Instagram influencer has become Yeah, a I think it's word. when you think influencer, when you say influencer, you think maybe like that kind of like cringy aspect of it, but potentially there's like more words for it now, which is like mm-hmm. people saying creator because they do like make stuff or um, yeah. people of influence. So maybe like there'll be a bit of a shift in the terminology in terms of what we call And there's a way to influence. As long as you're not, you know, doing a setup in your bedroom of something that's so totally inauthentic and you're Like what we're doing now. Shh, don't tell them, don't tell them. then it, it won't work but if it, if you're if they're just embedding basically product placement via social media then i do think it works yeah yeah definitely okay so looks like this is the end <laughs> so and i'm gonna cry perla's actually going traveling tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah she's yeah. getting her fight tomorrow so 
you won't hear from us for a few months, but you can follow her amazing travel influencer uh -huh. content, which I'm Paula really Bloom. excited for. It's just my personal account. That will have some travel Hashtag ad. What are you going to promote? Are you going to promote your bucket hat? Let's not talk about my bucket Yeah, no, okay, You'll fine. My friends bought hat. me a bucket hat for, for a joke, basically, because um, I don't suit hats, and it's just like a, it's a joke that everyone... I always see you with hats on, like on... You literally have never seen me I'm in a hat in your entire stop life. wearing hats, like... <laughs> well, it's actually getting really awkward for you because you obviously have never met me if you think I've worn a hat. That's the thing. I have never met you. Um, so I know last... Okay, we absolutely just lied to you last episode. We said that this episode would be a gaming one. Um, but actually, circumstances have changed and we're going to have to do it in January instead. Yeah. 2020. Gaming. gaming. Whoop, whoop. With Ben Fagredo. See you so there. It's come to the Bye, guys. Brief once. <laughs> Think twice. <laughs> no. Think twice. Oh my god, Pelly literally just forgot the name of our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, let me do it again. Sorry. Hi, Think guys. Twice. Think twice. Brief once. <laughs>